0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, September 14. Early gains for U.S. equities moderated in late-day action, but stocks were able to finish modestly higher, with yesterday's surprising consumer price inflation report remaining an overhang. August inflation data continued to pour in, with the producer price index dipping, but the core rate coming in hotter than expected. The inflation data appears to have solidified expectations that the Fed will remain aggressive with next week's monetary policy decision looming. Treasury yields were mixed and the U.S. dollar dipped after Tuesday's jump, while crude oil prices rose and gold lost ground. In other economic news, mortgage applications fell for a fifth straight week. On the equity front, Starbucks was higher after it issued an upbeat forecast, and Dow component Johnson & Johnson rose after it announced a $5 billion share repurchase program, but Newcore Corporation fell sharply after delivering a softer-than-expected outlook. Europe was mostly lower, adding to Tuesday's decline, while markets in Asia fell broadly on the heels of yesterday's drop in the U.S. and the inflation data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 30 points, or 0.1%, to 31,135. The S&P 500 Index increased 13 points, or 0.3%, to 3,946. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 86 points, or 0.7%, to 11,720. In moderate volume, 4.2 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.8 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil gained $1.17 to $88.48 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price declined $12.20 to $1,705.20 per ounce. And the dollar index nudged 0.1% to the downside to 109.70. In equity news on Wednesday, Starbucks Corporation, ticker symbol SBUX, raised its 2023 revenue growth outlook and increased its three-year revenue and earnings per share guidance. Starbucks also said it plans to resume its share buyback program. The company cited its decisive actions and targeted investments in partners, customers and stores that are expected to accelerate its long-term growth. Shares traded higher. Dow member Johnson & Johnson, ticker symbol JNJ, announced a $5 billion share repurchase program, citing continued confidence in its business and pipeline. Johnson & Johnson also reaffirmed its full-year earnings per share and operational sales guidance. Johnson & Johnson finished higher. Shares of Nucor Corporation, ticker symbol NUE, dropped after the steel company issued earnings guidance that came in below estimates, noting that it expects its steel mill segment earnings to be considerably lower in the third quarter due to metal margin contraction and reduced shipping volumes, particularly out of its sheet and plate mills. However, Nucor noted that its steel product segment is expected to have another strong quarter and raw materials segment earnings are expected to be similar to the second quarter and it continues to believe 2022 will be the most profitable year in its history. The S&P 500 index fell sharply yesterday on the heels of a hotter-than-expected August consumer price inflation report, which boosted Treasury yields and resumed the U.S. dollar's rally. For a look at the volatility, check out what our experts from the Schwab Center for Financial Research think in the article titled Stock Market Volatility – Inflation Strikes Again. Given these conditions, Schwab recommends that investors stay disciplined. For stock investors, that means taking a sector-neutral approach and focusing on high-quality factors such as strong profit margins, high free cash flow yields, low volatility, and positive forward earnings revisions. Investors should also periodically rebalance their portfolios to maintain their strategic long-term allocations in the face of rapidly shifting markets. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page and follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Wednesday, the producer price index, or PPI, showed prices at the wholesale level in August dipped 0.1% month over month, matching the Bloomberg consensus and versus July's upwardly revised 0.4% decrease. The core rate, which excludes food and energy, rose 0.4% month-over-month, topping estimates calling for a 0.3% gain and above the prior month's upwardly adjusted 0.3% rise. Year-over-year, the headline rate was 8.7% higher, south of expectations of an 8.8% increase and compared to the prior month's unadjusted 9.8% rise. The core PPI was up 7.3% year-over-year last month, above estimates of a 7% rise, but below July's unadjusted 7.6% increase. The MBA Mortgage Application Index declined 1.2% last week, following the prior week's decrease of 0.8%. The index is down for a fifth straight week, as a 4.2% drop for the refinance index more than offset a 0.2% rise for the purchase index. The decrease came as the average 30-year mortgage rate moved 7 basis points higher to 6.01% and is up 298 basis points versus a year ago. Treasury yields were mixed, with the yield on the two-year note 3 basis points higher at 3.79%, while the yield on the 10-year note decreased 1 basis point to 3.41%, and the 30-year bond rate was down 4 basis points to 3.46%. The markets continue to grapple with how much will the Fed remain aggressive with its monetary policy as containing inflation remains top priority. The U.S. dollar has pulled back recently but remains near multi-decade highs. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in her latest article titled Rate Hikes, Quantitative Tightening, and Bond Yields how in its quest to reduce inflation, the Federal Reserve appears set to continue to hike interest rates and reduce the size of its balance sheet. She offers a look at what this may mean for the bond market. Cathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled The Strong Dollar. Can it continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Cathy Jones. Tomorrow's economic calendar will be a busy one, beginning with advanced retail sales, with the headline figure forecasted to have declined 0.1 percent month-over-month for August, while sales excluding autos and excluding autos and gas are expected to be flat and up 0.5 percent, respectively. Initial jobless claims for the week ended September 10 will also hit the tape, estimated to show 227,000 first-time unemployment applications were filed. Reads on September regional manufacturing activity are also on tap, as the Empire Manufacturing Index is anticipated to post a reading of negative 12.8, and the Philly Fed Business Outlook Index predicted to be at a level of 2.5, with zero the demarcation point between expansion and contraction in activity for both indexes. The final part of the August inflation landscape will be reported, courtesy of the Import Price Index, with economists calling for a 1.3% month-over-month decline. The Fed's industrial production and capacity utilization report will come shortly before the opening bell and is expected to indicate production was flat month-over-month for August and utilization inched lower to 80.2 percent. Business inventories for July will bring up the rear, projected to have increased 0.6 percent month-over-month. In international news on Wednesday, stocks in Europe mostly added to yesterday's drop, with the markets remaining skittish on the heels of yesterday's surprisingly hot consumer price inflation report out of the U.S. The data appear to resuscitate expectations that the Fed will remain highly aggressive with its monetary policy to fight inflation, and recent inflation data on this side of the pond will likely keep the Bank of England and European Central Bank aggressive as well. Although consumer, retail, and producer price inflation data out of the UK today came in mostly cooler than expected for August, pricing pressures remained severely elevated. Also, the markets digested today's producer price inflation report out of the US that showed wholesale price inflation remains hot, but in some areas moderated somewhat. Amid the backdrop of elevated inflation pressures, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA notes in his latest article titled, home is where the inflation is, how central banks that base inflation measures on rentals rather than home prices may persist in hiking rates, thus applying more economic breaks despite easing home sales. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound rebounded versus the US dollar after yesterday's drop versus the greenback on the inflation data. Bond yields in the eurozone were mixed and rates in the UK were lower. In other economic news, Eurozone industrial production for July fell more than expected. The UK FTSE 100 index was down 1.5 percent. France's CAC 40 index declined 0.4 percent. Germany's DAX index dropped 1.2 percent. Switzerland's Swiss market index fell 1.3 percent. And Spain's IBEX 35 index dipped 0.1 percent, while Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 0.5 percent. Stocks in Asia saw widespread losses on the heels of the sharp drop in the U.S. yesterday that was fueled by a hotter-than-expected consumer price inflation report for August that boosted the U.S. dollar and Treasury yields. The inflation data bolstered expectations that the Fed will remain ultra-aggressive with its monetary policy to try to restore price stability. With central banks in North America, Europe, and the U.K. aggressively tightening monetary policies, The Bank of Japan has abstained, and China's central bank has diverged and actually loosened its policy recently. The moves come as China has continued to deploy COVID related restrictions in parts of the country, which has negatively impacted economic growth. China, the world's second largest economy, has also been hampered by real estate struggles, regulatory crackdowns, and geopolitical tensions with the U.S. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled. China Q&A, top five questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In economic news, Japan's core machine orders unexpectedly increased in July, while its industrial production for that month was revised to a smaller pace of growth than initially reported. Japan's Nikkei 225 index fell 2.8%, with the yen trimming yesterday's drop versus the U.S. dollar in the wake of the U.S. inflation report but remains at multi-decade lows that have come amid the Bank of Japan's lack of keeping up with other key global central banks in monetary policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.8% and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index decreased 2.5%. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 0.4% to the downside. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index dropped 2.6%, and South Korea's Kospi index traded 1.6% lower. While not as robust as the domestic docket, tomorrow's international economic calendar will offer some items of note, including Japan's retail sales and tertiary industry index, consumer prices from France, and trade figures from the eurozone. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4:15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Wednesday, September 14.